welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. What's up, Anthony? All the things. Yeah, busy. it was busy. I guess a, a dumb question this week. A lot of things are up. A lot this. of things. Free agency, summer league, Olympics, um, a lot of things, but but all good. How are you, David? I'm doing pretty well. Um, high school football started here this week, so I've been very sweaty. I'm getting my nice farmer's tan going, um, but uh, excited to talk about some basketball today. And we are also joined once again by Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press, live from Saitama, Japan. Tim, what's going on? Konnichiwa. How are you guys? Pretty good. Glad to I have you on. The, I wanted to do the full David hello and Konnichiwa, but I was <laughs> like, that's just not going to work. <laughs> Uh, so we'll talk, I guess, a little, you know, we'll talk a little Olympics, but this episode will be out of date, I guess, by the time um, people are listening to this, because we're recording. Um, it is 11 a.m. on Wednesday in Miami. It is uh, midnight in Japan. Um, and tomorrow for Tim, later tonight for us, is the U.S.'s uh, semifinal game against Australia so by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, that will have already happened. Um, a much better uh, performance from the U.S., it seems like, against Spain. Uh, Kevin Durant really got going. And other than Ricky Rubio, uh, they, were, they were pretty much in control the whole second half. So I, I feel a little bit better about Team USA uh, this week than I did a week ago when uh, we were talking. I think they had beaten Iran by the time we recorded, but uh, that, that wasn't doing a whole lot to instill a lot of confidence in me. Beating Spain, anytime you beat Spain, I think it's a, it's a pretty good sign. Um, but we've got a lot of free agency to talk about this week. Um, got a little summer league maybe at the end here, but obviously the big story of the week for the Heat is uh, Kyle Lowry finally coming to Miami as uh, everyone in the world kind of saw coming over the last few weeks. Um, I think we, we've all kind of had mentally prepared for this happening, uh, but now that it's actually here, What's everyone's just kind of initial reaction? How much better are the Heat today than they were five days ago? Um, I think they're better. I mean, it's obvious they're better. Yeah, they're obviously um, better. Yeah, they're, they're better. I mean, it's it's an upgrade at the point guard position. You know, he, he helps on both ends. He's a guy who could take some of the on-ball pressure off of Jimmy. Um, he could obviously has a lot of experience running offenses. He's a very good three-point shooter. Um, and he's a really good on-ball defender, point-of-attack defender, which three-point shooting was surprisingly a weakness last year. On-ball defense has been a weakness for the past couple years, um, and getting the ball out of Jimmy's hands will be will help take some of the pressure and burden off of Jimmy. So all those things should help. Um, yes, he's 35 years old. Yes, they signed him to a three-year, $90 million contract, everything guaranteed. Um, that will end when he's 38. So, you know, the back end of that contract could be a little concerning, but I think especially next year and probably for the, at least the next two years, you know, he's going to help this team, and they're going to be – they're going to be better uh, because of him. I am sad, I will say, I am sad to see Goran go. He, you know, obviously goes down as one of the best point guards in Heat history. Um, just a really likable guy, easy to root for, fan favorite. Um, but, look, I mean, the Heat, they, they traded him, but they did they did right by him by giving him that contract last year when he was, you know, 34, 33 years old, two years, basically almost $40 million. Um, and he's seeing that money. So so that's that's good for Goran. I have nothing more to add. He's, <laughs> Anthony said everything. I mean, it's, you know, on, on the Kyle stuff, I mean, when the Heat didn't trade for him in March, 
I think that's, I mean, David, you said we'd all known for weeks and, and we had, I was convinced of it really in March when they didn't trade for him. Like when they were like, it was pretty evident that they, that the thinking at the time was that, that they could get him now on their own terms. I mean, and it will end up, you know, being a trade obviously, but you know, it, it's, it, it's where Kyle wanted to be. Kyle Lowry, like, I've talked to a lot of people about this for the last few days, and we have not heard from Kyle yet, other than that one Instagram post, which is sad that that's what we have to quote now. But, you know, when it becomes official, I mean, he'll he'll reveal that he's wanted to play with, not just play with Jimmy for years, but Miami has intrigued him for a while. I mean, he loves Toronto. Um, it's hard for him to leave Toronto. It's really hard for him to leave Toronto because he hasn't played there in a year and a half. Um, you know, they were on a road trip when he must have just loved Florida. I think he loves he loves golf. <laughs> he loves golf a lot. Like, and the Heat have had some golfers. Um, Mr. Iguodala was a golfer. Mr. Allen, Mr. Battier. Uh, Kemba's going to take it to a whole new level as far as like trying to golf on practice days and stuff like that. Um, loves the weather. Family likes it here. There's there's a lot. To like about it um but i think the biggest thing well two things one he wants it, it's important that when you when you give a guy of that age that much money that he can still play which he can but he wants to be here that's the huge thing he wants to be in miami that's the first thing and the second thing is yeah like anthony said your eyebrows just kind of roll in your head when you're like how much are they paying him when he's 37 um, you know, and this is, you know, we're a couple of days before Jimmy's extension. Everybody acts surprised when Jimmy gets his, his extension on Friday. You know, we're not, we can't say it yet, but act surprised when it comes. Like they're going to give these guys a lot of money at the end of their careers, like a ton of money. But it's time to shift thinking in that there's no more windows. Your window is one year. Everybody's trying to win next year. And then they're going to figure out what to do the year after that when that year comes. It's all about winning right now more than ever. And the Heat have a team that they think can be a major player in the East, and I think they're right. Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's interesting because Dave and I had this conversation last week, um, or a couple weeks ago maybe, it just should the Heat go all in? Like, should they go all in and try to improve, even if it doesn't mean they're you know a clear-cut title contender, or they should they preserve flexibility and just continue to kind of you know, wait for that big whale to become available. I think we got our answer, obviously. I mean, giving Kyle three years, you know, P.J. Tucker two years, which we're, we're going to get to, and, and, and Markeith Morris, you know, next year. Like, they're they're going for it. I mean, they've added these veterans that have all won championships. P.J. Tucker just won a championship. Kyle has won one a few years ago. Markeith beat the Heat in the finals with the Lakers. They've all they all have championship experience. They're all tough. They're all proven, experienced guys. So, For the next couple of years, they're they're going to try to go for it, even if they're not considered a clear cut title contender. They think they can really compete, like you're saying, Tim. Can we? Yeah, I think I've kind of been the devil. I think I kind of been the devil's advocate on this and been like, does Kyle Lowry really get you into that Nets Bucks tier? And I, I still don't think the Heat are in that tier. Um, but the the what Tim said about windows is, I think something we've also talked a lot about here is is the idea that. You know, I, I don't mind them giving him a lot of money, right? And, you know, I, I wonder if he's the guy who's going to make the difference between, like I said, uh, being a Eastern Conference 
semifinals team and a championship contender. You know, I'm not like I said, I, I'm not sure they're in the Bucks next year. They're obviously a lot closer today than they were uh, a week ago. Um, but I don't worry about the money because you know you just got to every year when you got a guy like Jimmy and you got Bam uh, kind of in his prime or right pre prime, I guess. Um, you know, you know, you gotta try to win every year, and you know, there's always enough teams trying to rebuild that. If this doesn't work out and in two years you got to unload some of these guys, you're always going to be able to find someone, uh, especially on a short-term deal like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think we – I mean, you see it every year, right? We, we talk about asterisks all the time, and we act like um, asterisk championships, quote-unquote, are, are rare. But every year there's something that happens, and obviously the Heat, you know, the getting as close as you can to being a title contender – puts you in position to be a title contender when one or two things break a certain way. And, um, you know, that's obviously what the Heat now have with, with Kyle Lowry. Let's, let's not forget that even though, like, okay, it's obviously a different approach, a different philosophy in some regards. Like, it, it's not about waiting for flexibility now because, really, there's no point in waiting anymore since, for the most part, free agency is done weeks before free agency starts, it seems like. And honestly, free agency doesn't even really happen anymore. It's all no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And I wish they'd go to the hockey version where they, they where teams could just announce the stuff like five minutes after free agency, and then everybody goes back to their cottages on the lake in Canada for the rest of the summer. Like, can we get rid of the five days, please? Like, it's just there's no point to it anymore. But that's that's a fight for another day. It's it, it's it is different for Pat, for Andy, for Mickey, for Nick, to not sit there and say, okay, we're going to save $40 million in 2024 because player X is becoming available. Now it's, nope, got to get it right now because that guy's going to get an extension a year before he ever hits the market anyway. So there, it is a shift in that regard. But go back to the absolute fundamental taproot commandments of Pat Riley. Hardest working, best conditioned, most professional, unselfish, toughest, meanest, nastiest team in the NBA. That's the credo of the franchise. Hi. That's what they've put together. So in a way, it is, it's a new look kind of deal, but there's definitely some old school, this is what Pat's always envisioned kind of thinking. They're going to try to marry the best of both worlds. Yeah, I just – this is such a Pat Riley team. That's, like, been my thought for the past two days. Like, this is 90s heat. Like, I, I, I want to know, like, how many times are they going to play, like, 95 to 88 games? Like, it, it's going to be, like, old-school basketball, I feel like, with these guys in the roster. Nobody's going to like playing against this. And P.J. Tucker, Markeith Morris, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. Oh, and then, you know, probably Udonis Hazem, who I know doesn't play, but he's also on the roster. Like, this is one of those teams that – they might not be the best team in the NBA, most talented team in the NBA, but I don't think many teams are going to like playing against them. Jimmy, PJ, Markeith, uh, Deadman, UD, Kyle. Who am, I, who am I forgetting as far as like the, the quote-unquote, you know, the, the tougher group in there? Um, I don't even put Bam down as one of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Anyway, just just think, think of those six guys. One of those six guys is the sixth toughest member of this team like that's scary that's absolutely scary to think of it in those terms that one of those guys isn't even a starter on the all tough team for the heat right now that's that's kind of crazy to think about 
Yeah, and, and and look, we've been talking about it, David. I'll ask you this question: like, they've been trying to replace what Jay Crowder provided them for the past year. Like, they really they tried to replace it last year with Mo Harkless. It didn't work out. They got Trevor Ariza. You know, he was good for what he needed to do, but he just didn't have the same skill set as Jay. Do you think P? I mean, PJ and Mark Kiefer are not Jay Crowder, but do you think they're closer to having guys like that where you combine those two and, and maybe you you fill that role a little bit better than you did last year? They're definitely closer. I, the more I watch Jay Crowder um, between him being in Miami and then watching that whole Suns run, I kind of think he's like a one-of-one one in the NBA in some ways. Like, not only is he like one of the toughest guys in the league, but he's also like positive. He's like the best scorer in the league. Um, he like he has that, that level of confidence that blends with that that is like – I mean, there's obviously – a lot of guys like that in NBA history. I'm blanking off the top of my head of who else would fill into that like category, but he is kind of a, a one of one in the league right now, and that combination of skills. But I mean, they definitely are a lot closer to that. Even if you know, I'm a little skeptical skeptical about uh, how actually good PJ Tucker is right now. Um, he built you know the power forward spot was kind of a mess last year um, between all the moving parts and. Um, you know, obviously Myers Leonard situation and, and then trading Kelly Olenek, who's probably their, their kind of best quote unquote power forward, if you want to call him that for most of the year. Um, but PJ Tucker is going to at least like stabilize that spot, right? Like he's at least, he gives you some of that Iguodala stuff where even if, you know, you know, I don't know what his, how actually good he is now, but you just know you're going to be able to trust him. You're going to be able to play him in big spots. Um, and he's going to make, like, a play or two. Even if he's going to, like, over the net, like, course of a season, maybe is not, like, an incredibly valuable player. Um, in when, when it comes down to it, like, he's a guy you're going to be able to play. And, and Marquise Morris is a guy I've kind of honestly always really liked. Uh, I know he's been up and down through kind of his whole career. But, um, you know, I think, you know, he, he gives you some of that Jay Crowder type skill set in terms of, uh, in theory, right, he's a tough guy who spaces the floor. And that's like, if you like sum down, summed up what like Jay Crowder does, you say he's a tough guy who plays the power forward and stands on the perimeter. Even if he's not making threes, he's at least always competent enough to shoot it and a guy who can create a little bit like off the dribble. Marquise Morris checks a lot of those same boxes. Um, now, of course, I think we probably would have said similar things about Mo Harkless maybe going into last year. But um, I, I think those when you have Markeith and you throw in P.J. Tucker, you at least emulate some of that toughness that we've, we've talked about. And that's obviously, like, the number one thing I think a lot of people would use as, like, a descriptor for Jay Crowder. I think the, the most important thing with P.J. and Markeith and their skill set and what they bring to the heat is that they can guard up, right? I mean, like, Moe and, and, and Trevor, you know, they, 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 they try to play power forward, but they just didn't have the frames to really guard these Powerful, you know, Giannis, or I mean, you saw it in the playoffs. Um, yeah, Marquise and PJ Yeah, Marquise and PJ will both something like that. Right, like they're they'll, they're both be. I mean, and PJ is only six five, but I mean, we've seen it. Like he can guard fours. He's he's strong enough to do it. And yes, PJ shooting has basically fallen off a cliff. Like last year, he did not shoot well from three, which is a little concerning. But he's shown he could, he's you know he's one of the better corner three point shooters over his during his NBA career. But defensively in the playoffs for the Bucks, he was. Fantastic! Like in that net series, he was like guarding Kyrie and KD in some possessions, like in the same possession. So, you know, I, there are you know question marks obviously with their age and 
PJ's shooting has regressed, but I think, you know, they're much better at that position than they were heading into free agency. I think that's for sure. So we've talked a lot already, though, about how this is kind of a new, like there's some newness to the philosophy for the Heat with with these moves and the construction of this roster. And there's definitely some old school nods to it as well. Let's not forget another one of the infamous tap roots of, the, of this place. And that's, yeah, P.J. Tucker shooting, it did fall off a cliff last year. It absolutely did. Um, the Heat always believes that they can fix what's broken. Always. Like, they think they can get P.J. Tucker in the lab after he gets those 300 bottles of champagne out of his system. I mean, that was such an impressive. That was such an impressive display of just constant champagne drinking by P.J. Tucker after the finals that you got to tip your hat. Like, really? You you just absolutely have to. Um, Once that gets out of his system and he gets into the practice gym, I think they think they can get him back on track. And I'm, you know, look, he had, he had options. I mean, he could have stayed. He could have stayed in Milwaukee. Um, I, I, there's a reason why all these guys want to be here. There's just a reason for it. I don't know if it's Spo. I don't know if it's Pat. I don't know if it's Bam. I don't know if it's Jimmy. I don't know if it's Kyle. But, you know, Miami had to take some guys last year, and they're good guys. That whole The whole season was cursed just for, you know, about a billion reasons. They had to take guys last year because it was kind of all that was left. This year, they got the guys they wanted, and I think some other guys that they hoped to get but weren't necessarily planning to get. It's just a, it's a different vibe already. And if all these guys who have one very particular – that they share one particular piece of DNA, which is just that absolute toughness. I mean, these are some of the toughest guys in the league are all on one team. You have to wonder how much – like they all are buying into some sort of some sort of collective where they're going to feed off one another. Miami's still going to fall in love with this team, by the way. Like, yeah, it's going to be like the most. It's going to be like one of the favorite Heat teams of all time, as long as they play well, obviously. You know who's not going to like it? Who? Heat beat writers. Do you know why? <laughs> because games are going to last four hours and 11 minutes because teams are going to shoot a hundred thousand free throws every game against this team. Nobody cares about us. We'll be, we'll be filing at midnight from a seven thirty game. Good God. Yeah. It's um, I mean, it's kind of what we talked about at the top, right? It's, you know, last off season. And obviously, like you said, it was like, it's really hard to take last season as like, just with all the circumstances, how quickly the off season turnaround was all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the Heat, like, we're still kind of in that old school mindset, right? Of like, we're gonna, we're waiting for Giannis, basically. You know, obviously no one's ever said that explicitly, because they can't, but that was what it was. They were waiting to get that extra superstar. Um, and like we said, the league just does not work that way anymore. Everyone signs their extensions, everyone gets traded instead. And, um, you know, I, I have to imagine the Heat felt a little burnt by the, what they did last offseason and waiting and, for something that never came. Um, and it was kind of at the expense of like make building the best roster they could have. Right. Like if, if they had known there was no chance they were getting Giannis, like maybe they bring Jay Crowder back. Right. And you know, you, 
You upgrade oh, all those. Absolutely. Yeah, like those fringe spots on the roster look totally different. And, um, you know, instead of going guy, with guys like Harkless and, you know, having to pull Trevor Ariza out of thin air midway through the season, like you have a much deeper, better roster um, of guys that, like, are your number one choices. And I think everyone – has kind of learned over the last few years that you just got to build for right now. You just got to you take what you can get and you figure it out later. Um, and obviously the heater in, you know, I think as good a position as anyone because of how good Andy Ellsberg at, is at his job uh, to, to go with this approach. And like, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm still skeptical about this team, like as a legit title contender, but they're a lot better than they were last year. Certainly. Um, they're going to be more fun to watch. And, you know, if Bradley Beal becomes available again, who is the guy that I've, you know, I've, I've fallen into the Bradley Beal propaganda, the guy that he should get, you know, if he becomes available in a year next off season and he or don't like the way they look and Bradley Beal wants to come to Miami, they'll pretty much figure it out. You've got chips. You have to have chips. Right. So, and, and they have them. And the draft picks will become, you know, we're getting closer to becoming available again. 2027 isn't that far away. (laughs) Right. I mean, you still, we haven't even talked about, you know, we haven't talked about Duncan Robinson and we haven't talked about Tyler Hero. Um, Obviously, Duncan Robinson signs a record extension or record, I guess not an extension technically, but a record, what, biggest contract I think ever for an undrafted guy? Was that what the the number was? Yes. Yes. and then obviously Tyler Hero, who has been like trade chip number one for this team, uh, is still around. Except so, he hasn't. Except he really hasn't been. Like, well, yeah, trade, <laughs> trade, trade machine chip number one. I guess we should say. Yeah. Um, well, stop using the trade machine. The trade machine, Twitter, and the trade machine are the two worst inventions in modern history. Um, no but anyway, those two guys, like, like I, I, the Duncan Robinson thing, like. As someone who watches a lot of Wizards games and saw how bad the Davis Bertans contract looks right now, um, you know, it makes, makes me, gives me a little pause, but I think Duncan Robinson's a lot better than Davis Bertans. Um, and, you know, those are, like, they're really good players right now, Duncan and Tyler, but they're also, like, like you said, they have chips. Like, that Duncan Robinson contract is big, but, I'm, like, he got that money because teams want him. Like, teams, <laughs> teams know how good he is, and if he well, keeps performing at this level, like, you he know, got those that are money because he got 18 because Joe Harris got 15 and Luke Kennard got six. Right. It's the market. It's just crazy. Like Kevin Herger's going to get paid. He's going to get so paid. It's going to be crazy. Um, and I'm, as you know, I'm all for that um, because he's a good lad and a good Terp. So these are two good things. Am I right, David? Of course. Of course. Okay. Good upstate New Yorker. Good upstate and a fine upstate New Yorker. By the way, shout out Bayhives Army, your TBT yeah. champions. <laughs> now I can die in peace. Syracuse <laughs> legend Tyrese Rice. So, um, I think he's been to Syracuse, so it totally counts. <laughs> I think he spent time in the city at some point, so it counts. He's 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 one of them. Um, the Tyler thing, like, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. Like the people I talk to are like we're adamant that. They, 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 they have always and still love him. Like yeah. it, it just so. And and if and if he 
figures it out. Like if Tyler has the year that I think a lot of people coming off the bubble thought, wow, this is going to be Tyler Hero for 82 games every year. And and this year wasn't for, for a lot of reasons. He, he struggled. It was, he was inconsistent. He was just, he, he wasn't great this year. And he knows that. Um, if he gets great on this team, <laughs> I mean, my goodness, picture a guy with that much swagger now with, that group of dudes of tough with, with with that that level of toughness around him to back him up. Like this is just going to be so much fun. It absolutely is. And Duncan, Duncan, believe it or not, I had been told that there was a team out there. I think I know who it was, but if I'm wrong, I don't want to say it. But I think I know who it was. There was a team out there that was prepared to give him 105 for five years. Oof. There was a team willing to back up the truck. So the Heat getting him at just a smidge under 18, like it's five for 90, but it really isn't because the fifth year is like, it's weird. Like the fifth year is like partially guaranteed or something like that. Um, for the Heat to get him for basically 17-ish average value, um, another win by Andy Ellisberg and those guys because I don't know how serious the, the 105 or the 100 offer was, but – um, the market had been set, and if Miami had to go there, Duncan might not be here. So, and because you see how the numbers are falling into place now, like they're basically going to have to like shoehorn the last few guys into this roster to stay underneath, stay underneath the number. They didn't have more money to give Duncan, so it, it's just kind of amazing how once again the Heat convinced a guy to take a ton of money. Um, but just leave just a little bit on the table so we can do some other stuff and it's going to work out for everybody involved. Yeah. And, and if, you know, go back to March when the Heat were trying to get Kyle Lowry, one of the reasons that didn't happen is because the Heat would not include Tyler Hero and were reluctant to include even Duncan into that trade. And, you know, five months later, they get Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are still on the roster. So, bingo. That's another win for the Heat. And, and, and to go to your point, Sam, about Tyler Hero, I know he's been included in pretty much every Heat trade rumor since the start of last season. But I have heard the same. Like, is he untradeable? No. I mean, not really anybody on the roster is for the right price, right? I mean, no. obviously. It, it, he's right. If Neil, I mean, if the, the reason. Olshie, if Neil Olshey calls and says, you know, out here in Portland, we're quite big fans of Tyler Hero. Exactly. Um, don't yeah. take that call. Yeah, the reason he's in all these rumors because he is still like he's still the valuable trade chip they have. He's still the guy who, if you want to get Bradley Beal, if you want to get Damian Lillard, you know, if you wanted to get James Harden, like those teams want usually a young p- potential star, and and he's the one guy on the roster. Who, but, other than Bam, except the Rockets, potential star the Rockets wanted was Bam, which is why the conversation right, exactly. lasted eleven never seconds. Happened. Right. But, but then, David, I guess what I would say is the narrative of, like, the Heat desperate to trade Tyler or, like, right. just including him on every trade conversation, that's just not true. Right. It's you're just not. not. Like, you're not going to trade a talented guy on a rookie deal. You control right. him, and he's cheap. It's not going to happen. They were actually insistent this year, I heard, about not including him in any of these deals. Like, it was like a non-starter. So. Complete, complete not. I, I, I've been told. And, and, again, so I have been – you ever get on a podcast and you realize you're going to say something, you know you shouldn't say it, but you're going to say it anyway? Go ahead. Other teams, 
other teams. I want to stress that other teams um, said it was at any time that like they would even because okay, and I've said this before, like every player in the league is mentioned in trade talks, every single one, because it's what GMs do. GMs are playing fantasy basketball just with real players, and it's a real league. Um, you always have the conversation. What would it take to get LeBron? What would it take to get Dwayne? What would it take to get Anthony Davis? What would it take to get Tyler Hero? Like it all comes up. It always comes up. Um, other teams, two, two teams, two GMs told me that, well, one GM, one assistant GM, it doesn't matter. Um, it's not, it's just, it was a complete non-starter, complete mm-hmm. non-starter. One of them told me that there was silence on the other, other end of the phone. So, it, the word was out in the league that they like their core. They're not moving their core unless it's for an Olympian from Portland, Oregon, perhaps. <laughs> like that, that hypothetically. I don't yeah. know who that would be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it was. It was just. It was just not. Not going to happen. And and also, I mean, Duncan is one of the best. You could argue that he might be the best. I mean, in the non-Steph Curry division, and even that's pretty close. They absolutely, I mean, Bam and Jimmy, for as good as they are, neither one of them is really a three-point shooter. Like, they absolutely need, you need an elite shooter, and you have one. So, of course, you're going to do all you can to keep him. It's it's a no-brainer. He's almost like, in some ways, like the most... Uh, an expendable guy they have because that shooting and obviously Lowry will help some of that shooting and Tyler Hero, I still believe in him becoming a good three point shooter even though the numbers haven't been there yet. Um, but okay. yeah, I mean they, 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 the, the pieces all fit right. That's that's definitely um, you know the, the again the top end talent. I don't know if it matches the Bucks or the Nets, but the pieces fit well. Um, you know I'll, I'll take Jimmy in the series against pretty much anyone. Um, Bam's still getting better, and you know Kyle Lowry. If he can, he can do the Chris Paul thing, then you're a title contender all of a sudden. You know, well, I don't Kyle, know. If that's Kyle the, Lowry's uh, Kyle Lowry's here to play yeah. with Jimmy Butler, but Kyle Lowry's really here to make Bam Adebayo what the Heat yeah. think Bam Adebayo is going to be. That's true. Yeah, so they've not had. I mean, like, Goran's been had been in and out so much. It's like hard to even say uh, Bam has played extended periods of time with, like, a really good point guard because of how, you know, Goran's been a sixth man for the most part. There's that, but also, like, you know, it, it, it's – I mean, I think – I mean, I, I personally – I mean, it's no secret. I, I, I huge Goran fan. Yeah. Like, I, I am a huge Goran fan. I'll tell you guys about a call we had in, in a little bit. Um, Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
It's weird. Like, I wonder if Bam like had learned like all. It's going to benefit Bam to hear from another point guard who's really, really good at it. You know, like Moron mm-hmm. imparted his wisdom on Bam for a few years. Um, I'm not saying it was time to move on. It, you know, I I thought there was a chance to bring Goran back and get Kyle Lowry, but um, uh, hearing hearing another point guard, hearing another voice, hearing another, getting getting another really good, really good points view on how the game is played. No, try it like this. Let's do it like this. What do you say we run this? Bam's only going to grow from that. All right. Uh, let, should we talk about what, you know, we, we've talked about Goran a little bit. Obviously, he also give up Precious Achua and now have basically zero cap space and are trying to figure out how to put the rest of this roster together. Um, we, we talked a lot about Goran, but Precious, obviously, that was another piece that, you know, I think we knew whatever the Heat were going to add this offseason, he was probably going to be on his way out. A guy who certainly has a lot of potential, and I think, uh, Kind of fits a lot of what the uh, the Raptors like in their guys, so I'm kind of excited to see what he's going to do up in Toronto. But um, you know, not a not a surprise, I guess, from the Heat standpoint. Um, and they they've got Bam, right? Yeah, they'll be okay. And, and they got Denman too back, which was huge. And they got Denman. Yes, that's a that's a big signing. Um, yeah, I mean, so they're going to fill it out basically with these minimum guys now. Um, and we talked about some of the guys who. Come in, obviously, you know, Marquise Morris, um, B.J. Tucker, I guess not on a minimum, but but in that um, one of those, like, cheap guys they found. Obviously bringing Struess and Gabe Vincent back on uh, minimum deals rather than two-way contracts. Um, those guys who I think, like, were pretty impressive in their, like, small roles last year. Uh, obviously going to be counted on potentially for, like, real roles this season. Um, we'll get a good look at them in, in Vegas, I guess, next week in Summer League probably. Um, so what, what what's left for the Heat? What do, what do we kind of still think is left on their checklist for what they need to, to finish filling out before the season gets here? I mean, at well, minimum, one more big. I'm sorry, yeah. I think you go, you go. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say they have 11 guys in the roster, so they have to get to at least 14, right? And I wouldn't so be one is UD. So I mean, one is UD, so that's 12. They really have two more roster spots they need to fill. Right, because I mean, I could see them going with 14 for now, especially with their them facing the you know the tax and the hard cap and all that, and with the new two-way contract rules. I mean, two-way contracts are basically an extension of the NBA roster these days. Um, so I, I could see them going with 14 for now. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they had maybe like another guy or two in the next few days. And yeah, like Tim said, I think they need another guard, um, and probably another big. Um, and they have minimums to do it, like you said, David, and and they still have the 3.7 yeah. biannual exception they can offer. They could still fit in, you know, signing a player to that exception, which is a little above the minimum, and then fill out the rest with minimums, basically. So they have a little bit more to, to offer a guy. And some of the guards who are available that I've made a list of here that might fit that kind of role would be Danny Green, J.J. Redick, Lou Williams, Wesley Matthews, the return of Avery Bradley the return of Tyler Johnson. I mean, th- those are just some of the guards that are available. So there's still some names left that could help this team. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of complete this new look Heat roster. I don't think I don't think it'll be Avery. I think if it was going to be Avery, I think he'd be back by now. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think it's unlikely. I think that's unlikely. I think it's unlikely. 
I hadn't thought about Tyler Johnson. That's interesting. I don't know if JJ is going to keep going. Um, I don't even know if he knows, but when he does know, I know we're going to hear about it on my second favorite podcast. The old man of the three. Um, I, I mean, at minimum, an, another, you know, um, another tall, another tall gentleman who can shoot would be nice. Um, you know, the one guy we haven't talked about yet, and it might be outdated by the time this hits. Uh, anybody? Victor? Anybody know what Victor Oladipo's going yeah, to Right. That's, that's like the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. Like, does anyone have – so I think there's been like – because he's not going to be ready until – I don't know. Do we yeah. know? February, March. The maybe. fact that nobody has signed him yet says that Victor Oladipo is not going to be ready for the start of the season. Well, like, yeah, I think we all know that. Um, but and, can I, I make mean, the case for – can I make the case of Victor real quick? Because I was about to do this, and I'm writing something about this now after we've actually finished recording this podcast, unless they unless he signs with somebody else between now and then. I think, like we've said, this team right now is probably not a title contender. They're they're one tier below those teams. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. What could take this team up to the next level? You know, obviously Victor Oladipo probably not going to return to the form he was three years ago. I mean, when he was one of the top 10 players in the NBA, probably, and he made all NBA, all, all defensive team, like, and for him just to get, like, play at the level that he was, like, with the Heat when he got traded here last season, and you pair him with the roster they have right now, I, you know, I mean, closing lineups with him, Jimmy, Kyle, P.J. Tucker and Bam, or Duncan, if you put Duncan instead of, of P.J. Tucker inside him in there for shooting, like, that's a really good closing lineup. So I would make the case that, you know, there are some names available on the free agent market, but Victor might be the one with the most upside and the one that has the chance to really kind of elevate this team to another level. Um, and they have his bird rights, so they could offer him a little bit above the minimum. They could offer him probably like around $4 million and still fit under the hard cap, Um you know, with signing the rest of the, you know, filling out the roster with minimum. So I, I like, I would be interested, you know, if I'm the Heat in, in bringing back Victor somehow. And the way this has gone to this point, and again, as we're sitting here taping it right now at 11.47 a.m. Wednesday in Miami, 12.47, or 11, what time is it here? Midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning here? It's almost 1 o'clock for you. Yeah, I, I've been here two weeks. I still don't know what day it is, and I'm usually not this bad. And it's not even that hard. It's like it's a whole – it's 13 hours. It's a.m. is p.m. A.m. at home is p.m. here. Yeah. I can't figure it out. I don't know why. Um, so by the time this drops, this may be outdated, but I kind of wonder if Miami has told Victor's new representation that let us fill our team, do what you got to do, and then – Literally every penny we have left, we will give to Victor, and it will be a make good. And, you know, I don't think he'll be top 10. I think you're right. I don't think he'll ever be a top 10 player again. But the man averaged 20 points after the surgery mm-hmm. on one leg. It was never healed. So conceivably on two good legs, could he average 40 points if he's averaging 20 on one one leg? Like, I wish it worked that way. I think he could be elite minus, you know, like an A minus guy. You know, if this surgery actually took 
if the leg is finally repaired now. Seeing what he could do when he wasn't 100% the last couple of years, it really makes you think, you know, this guy still, I mean, he's still not old. I mean, he's, he turns 30 at the end of this coming season. So he's got years left, you have to figure. Plus, there's been a couple of years where he didn't play. So that's some, you know, that's some miles off, off his odometer, you know, because he hasn't played a lot the last few years because of the injuries. Um, and let's not lose sight of the reason why he came to Miami in the first place. It's where he's always wanted to be. So I kind of wonder if he's off the radar right now to let Andy finish putting together a roster and then they get with, you know, then they get with Victor and say, this is what we can give you and this is what we can do going forward. And I wonder if he takes it. And I got a funny feeling that he might. Yeah. Go ahead. Like what teams are even, I mean, obviously teams have space left, but it's not like he's getting like a, you know, like a, Major contract from anyone well, else at this point, right? Like, unless Orleans wants to throw a ton of money at him, unless right. San Antonio wants to throw a ton of money at him, like, there's no money left out there. Right, exactly. Right. So, like, you know, he, he could probably get more than whatever the Heat or could offer him elsewhere, but it's not going to be like a significant chunk. And you know, I, maybe he wants a multi-year deal if he can get that. But maybe, you know, and it's the one thing I think we've wondered about basically since the, the moment the Heat got him is. Does he want that one year? Prove it, basically. Like, do you want to lock yourself into a multi-year deal uh, with a certain amount of money when you could instead come back, play one year with the Heat, maybe impress people in the second half of the season, and then get a multi-year deal from someone else when you, again, look like a top 50, 60 player, which he obviously, right now, it's hard to say that's what he is, but I, I think all of us think he could get back to that. Yeah, and, and whether, he, whether he wants the one year or not, like I don't, I I would love to fly first class home. Um, it, it's not an option, <laughs> so I will take the seat they give me, and it'll be fine. And I think Victor's going to take the contract that someone gives him, and it's going to be fine. It's it's he's just not going to get. I mean, Kendrick Nunn wanted a lot more than two years, ten million. That's all there was. Yeah. And and that's where Victor is now, and it's unfortunate, and it's not right, and he it, this is unlucky. I get it, but you know he has made really good money. Let's not lose sight of that. Like you know he this isn't you know I mean if, if Miami can give him three and a half or something like that, you know he still gets to be here and could be an it's an absolute win win for the Heat, but. I, I don't know why he would take a multi-year deal from anywhere. Um, yeah. Take the one year, get out of it as fast as you can, and then move on. Yeah, and, and one another incentive for the Heat to keep Victor and resign him is they have his bird rights, A, which gives them an advantage this season, but, you know, there's a prove-it deal. Whatever they give him is an approve-it deal. So if he does play well next year, that he could would still have his bird rights if they keep him, and they could exceed the cap again to give him money to, to, to keep him on the team. So... You have his bird rights. The Heat probably would like to keep those bird rights because he is a player that could, you know, if he's healthy, prove to be a really, a really good addition. Um, and, and with bird rights, it helps Heat to return. So, uh, and any and any team really would probably want Victor's bird rights. So, I wouldn't be surprised if if some team does sign Victor if they go to the Heat and say, "Can we like agree on a sign and trade here so we can acquire his bird rights too?" Because we want to we want to have those next year in case he does play really well. 
and that gives us an advantage, you know, in, in, in keeping him on our team. So bird rights for Victor are really important. The Heat has them. If they resign them, they keep them. So, I, again, I, I just think it's if, if, the, if the money is right, if they can agree on the money, I think you, you find a way to keep him on this team because he, he could help. All right, we got anything else on free agency, or uh, should we uh, wrap up with some Omer Yurtz of talk? Um, we have some breaking, breaking Omar Yurt Seven news. Are you ready that? for it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm sitting down. Are you sitting? To understand. The Heat are trading Bam and giving Omar <laughs> Yurt Seven a one hundred trillion dollar contract. Is that the hard cap? Yeah, he, it's, it's a backloaded deal. It's, it's a backloaded deal. Hard cap. It's, it's, it's two million up front. They're, they're anticipating the cap rises a lot. The cap. <laughs> Do you know I tweeted out something the other day about how they're going to get how Andy was going to trade a third round pick to Sam Presti because the draft's going to go to three rounds twenty years from now. Do you know somebody asked me if that was true? <laughs> It probably will happen eventually. Honestly. I'm sure it will, but like yeah. I don't there's know. a lot of good players now. And any anyhow, I Earl Barron is like first ballot Heat Summer League Hall of Famer. Um, Yurtsevin is now in the conversation for greatest Summer League thing I've ever seen. Like I mean, it's just, and again, they love him. It's another guy who they've found. You know, it's another guy they like. How do they keep um, doing this? Maybe he's that extra pick because they're really good at this. I'll say, I don't know if Omer Yurtsevin was a big recruit because he's from Turkey and, you know, like the recruiting rankings and stuff are weird, but he was like a pretty, like, I remember when Georgetown, I think he started George. I can't remember if he started at Georgetown or NC State. I think it was NC State. And he started at NC State. He was like a big, like, get for them. Like, I, I remember, like, he was supposed to be, like, a potential lottery pick kind of guy and it never turned Came out. So the talent's definitely there with him. The talent's there. Look, look at the way he moves. Like, yeah. this guy is like, it, it's, I, I mean, I don't, and I should know more. Like, I'm just, I'm the worst. Like, I he is the number 55 the overall recruit in the class of 2016. This guy glides. He doesn't run. He glides. He's, the, the athleticism is crazy with this guy. I mean, I, I wrote that there if, were if flashes of Will Chamberlain fifth, last night. If he's your court. fifth big, maybe that's not so bad. I mean, he fits. His offensive, his offensive like repertoire is is, is really good. Like he does everything. He he's, he shoots threes. He shoots mid range jumpers. He rolls to the basket. He has good touch around the basket. He can post up, uh, pick and pop. Like, I mean, defensively he needs work, but offensively, he is definitely skilled. Well, um, and in the heat system, against, he's only going to get better. Going up against the humans that he's going to have to go up against in practice, if, if he's in camp with his team, his defense is going to have no choice to get better. I mean, can we just talk about what the physicality in practice is going to be? Oh, like? my God. We need How many fights going to be in practice? Like, poor, like, if Chris Quinn and Octavio, if they're, like, if Karan and Malik make them go break up the fights, like, now I'm worried about Chris and Octavio's well-being. Like, they're going to get hurt in these fights. It's just going to be crazy. Yeah, that's going to be, th- those practices are going to be interesting. Be, it, we'll see if we can, you and I, Tim, can go into practices this year. We, we weren't last year. 
I don't think usually you're going to see the final 20 minutes, but I think some of us, I think like, I think the NBA is going to allow small numbers in locker rooms. I don't know if they're going to let, I don't know if practice courts are going to be available yet. And by the way, like, I don't know if you guys saw, like Boise State has already pulled the plug on media going to football practice because they're worried about COVID. And that's Boise State football, which is, you know, a fairly big deal in Idaho. I mean, it's yeah. it's Boise State football. It's a pretty big deal. Um, I don't mean and, – and teams aren't going to shut it down because Boise State did. I just wonder if that's where it's going again. Yeah. I got one thing that we should have brought up, by the way. What's that? I'm I'm beginning it by saying I vote yes. Goran Dragic jersey in the rafters. Oh yeah, I, I almost brought that up earlier. Yeah, I get. I mean, I I think every All Star in Heat history has his name has a jersey in the rafters. I mean, other than like obviously like Bam and Jimmy and and LeBron, like the guys who can't have it yet. But I think every retired. Former All Star pretty much has his jersey in the rafters in Heat history, and obviously, you know it's a pretty star-studded group for the most part. Um, you know, a lot of Hall of Famers in that group, and I don't know if Goran's a Hall of Famer, but um, I mean, he's definitely a, a beloved Heat figure. He's got an easier path than some people do into the Hall because you know that international study one yeah. day might put him in. So yeah, when maybe when maybe when Slovenia wins the the gold this year, people like mistakenly remember Goran being on that team because Zoran's on the team and my god. And you know, Goran is a bit unhinged at times. Are we bringing course. Zoran to Miami? I don't know. I don't know if they could I mean Zoran the way he plays here, like first of all, the way he argues calls is exactly like his brother. Like Zoran <laughs> never quits a foul. It's always like the palms go up. Um, Zoran has played like a man possessed here. Um, that's what I was going to tell you guys was I'm sitting like where we sit. It's very similar to where we sit at the arena, uh, for home games in Miami. It's the seats that we have, um, here in, in Saitama for the Olympics. And so it's halftime of some game I'm covering. They're all blending in. I don't know. It must've been Slovenia. And it's a number that isn't in my phone and it's a foreign number. And I'm like, who is like, are they now FaceTiming me about my car warranty? Because people are very, very concerned about my car warranty, of course. And I look and I'm like, wait a minute, 38 Slovenia. And it because of like the plus sign that shows up, like on an international call, like Goran's number was in my phone, but it didn't come up. I was like, oh, my God, that's Goran. So I grab it just in time. I'm, like, yelling into the phone because I couldn't find my earbuds. And we're in an arena. And he's FaceTiming me at, like, 7 in the morning in Slovenia. And he's talking about how great they're playing and tell me how they're going to win the whole thing. And so, of course, I say to him, I'm like, hey, uh, this is a couple of days before free agency. And I'm like, uh, got any news for me, Goran? And he goes, oh, Timmy, tell, tell Anthony I'm going to miss him. <laughs> Uh, he did say that, by the way. Anthony. He did say that. So, come on, miss him too. He was, he's he, so he's yeah. so excited about what Slovenia is doing. But yeah, Zoran's a crazy person. Like, absolutely, is a crazy person. Anyway, hang. I don't care if Kyle wears seven. Like, that's fine. But uh, as long as Goran's name is in the rafters, like 
you, you got to do it. You got to do it at some point. You do it at some point, not just because he was an all-star. And people will say, well, he was an all-star by default because it was an injury replacement. I don't care. Like, you mm-hmm. do it because he was one of the nicest guys, one of the toughest guys, one of the most important guys. Like, one of the guys – one of the ambassadors of the culture, like you do it for all those reasons, but just because he was a really, really, really good guy, period. I mean, he could have, when Chris got sick, Goran could have forced his way out. Goran could have been petulant. Goran could have been like, this isn't what I signed up for. And he never was. So, yes, they took care of him by picking up the option, but retire the number. I'm going to go, like, as passionate as Brendan Tobin was about getting about getting the street named for Dwayne, yeah. I want that number hanging for Goron. I just do. Yeah, and he's honestly, he's, I think, the best point guard in Heat history. I know Tim Hardaway is considered that by many. And for, you know, Mario he's, Chalmers. He's definitely arguable. But Goron, you look at Goron's numbers, and they're all across the board better than Tim's. Did so I, just I know a it's small, a different era. Did I just have a small stroke, or did you yell out Mario Chalmers? Mario Chalmers. <laughs> there it is again. I'm having a serious. I try to talk over that. <laughs> Number six will hang. Number six will hang from the Raptors. So yeah. Mario's number will be retired. Exactly. I, yeah, no, statistically, yeah, Goron, obviously. Um and you know, I think I think getting to that championship that make that's a big deal, right? Like that's where you, you know, if, if all he ever did with the Heat was get to the second round of the playoffs, it'd be a little bit tougher of a of a sell, but you know, get into an NBA championship, get into the brink of a title. That's a big deal. Like those, yeah, I know the Heat, Heat fans have been spoiled by the big three and Dwayne Wade and three championships in the last uh, 20 years and five trips to the finals in the last 20 years. But, um, you know, getting to a championship is a big deal. And Goran, you know, even though he's only probably the third best player on that team, he is was the longest tenured guy on that team and, and you know, I think it's hard to say anyone other than Jimmy was like the heart and soul of that team. But um, I think if you ask Jimmy Butler who the heart and soul of that team was, he would say Goran Dragic was. Definitely. I mean, he might have been the best player statistically on that, on that yeah. during that playoff during run. Like, playoff he was run. so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we can wrap it up there, though. That, that phone call was the was a perfect way to to cap things off. Um, Tim, thanks as always for joining us from uh, from Japan. Um, we'll see. Maybe we'll get you on next week. I guess we'll be off coming on back from Japan, but uh, we'll see what Team USA does, what BAM does. Uh, I'd love there to get no, a final report. There, there will be no off days going forward. <laughs> yeah. I, I think people are, I think people in the industry are aware of that now yeah. in Miami. So yeah, uh, there's no off days. So, but I do look forward to talking uh, with you guys when I know what time it actually is. That would exactly. Be- by the way, Tim, you, you should, you should uh, join us in Vegas next week. Dave oh yeah. Or, yeah. Anthony, I'll be live from Vegas next week. I I can promise you, I I I, I did think about it. <laughs> I really. Fine, did. It's fine. We'll, we'll replace you with Omer Yurt Seven if we need to. Oh my God! How great would that be? How great would that be? The the the, the summer league legend himself. Yeah. No, right. I'm not. I'm not going to Vegas. I, I'm going. I don't blame I'm you. actually going to take. A, I'm going to be home for a week, and then I'm taking a week to go to upstate New York to play some golf and get ready for the Canes to beat Alabama in week one. And then it's football season. I'll care about football for exactly three weeks and the heat open camp and away we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you can follow Tim on Twitter at by Tim Reynolds. He's got your uh, USA basketball covered uh, from Japan. You can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. He's got all your free agency covered 
Uh, and as he said, uh, something coming on Victor Oladipo a little bit later. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, and next week, uh, Anthony and I will be in Vegas. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll do a pod in person for the first time. Um, we've seen each other in person, obviously, but we haven't potted in person in like 18 months. So I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be different for sure. I'm not I'm not used to actually seeing your face while we're podcasting, so that'll be that'll be a good help for chemistry. Exactly. All right. Uh, thanks as always for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you guys next week.